Welcome to the Wounds of the Faithful podcast, brought to you by DSW Ministries. Your host is singer, songwriter, speaker, and domestic violence advocate, Diana Winkler. She is passionate about helping survivors in the church heal from domestic violence and abuse and trauma. This podcast is not a substitute for professional counseling or qualified medical help. Now, here is Diana. Hello, everybody. Tis the season to be fill in the blank. Tis the season to be jolly. Went Christmas caroling with the church last night and haven't been Christmas caroling in probably 20 years. So we had fun and sang Christmas carols to a bunch of shut-ins and those that needed some encouragement. And maybe you need encouragement today. Just for the occasion today, I have a red turtleneck on. You know, I wasn't even going to do a Christmas episode. I mean, I was just going to put a regular episode in here, but I had a fellow musician and podcaster, April Metzler, reach out to me and ask if I would feature her new Christmas song on the podcast. And I said, yes, I'd be glad to because as you know, we have a music segment and I decided to have her and um, two other guests on the show to give you the story behind the song. I think that is so much more meaningful and having a Christmas podcast, I think you guys need it. I'm sensing that there's a lot of you out there that need it. So we're going to meet them shortly. April Metzler brought Dan Kennedy and Thomas Arthur with her to tell some of the story of how this song was created. The holidays conjure up a huge array of emotions. It's not always a happy time of the year for more than one reason. Loss of a family member, negative memories, financial struggles, depression, or seasonal affective disorder. I'll admit Christmas is not my favorite time of the year. I don't like the commercialism. I have lost more than one family member during the holidays. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I lost my oldest brother December last year. So it's been it's been a rough year. Christmas is just more stuff to add to my already crazy schedule. I never know what to get everybody. So to be honest, I would usually rather just stay in bed until after the holidays. Does that sound like you? I do like Christmas music a lot. That's one thing I do enjoy about the holiday season. And I like to collect Christmas songs that, you know, aren't the typical Christmas songs that you've heard over and over and over again. Or if they are the traditional songs, they have a really fresh arrangement. And I do like Christmas movies. I've got my favorites, you know, Elf and It's a Wonderful Life. I like the original Grinch movie. I like I like Charlie Brown Christmas. I've got I've got Charlie Brown themed stuff all over the house. And so Brian and I like to sit and binge watch Christmas movies just like everybody else. One of our new favorites is The Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell and Brian liked it so much that he went out and bought a Santa suit just like that movie and he's got the beard for it so <laughs> I like our Christmas Eve service we have at church we have a candlelight 
schedule. It used to be I had a tradition every year that I would sing a holy night during church service for many, many years. I haven't done that in quite a while, but that's okay. I have the song on my album, so you can hear that if you'd like. The other thing that I like is my heirloom manger my mother gave me. My late uncle created the manger with his hands. My mom gave me the heirloom ornaments to go inside, so I don't put up a tree. I put up the manger. So that part of Christmas I do like. Many people spend the holidays alone. Maybe you're one of those folks. Many people spend the holidays with toxic relatives they can't stand. You may be listening and you can't afford gifts for your kids or even a meal on the table. I see you today. I acknowledge that today. And it's okay if you're not merry and bright like everyone expects you to be. Again, because Christmas conjures up all kinds of feelings. You don't have to follow all of the commercial trappings. You're not required to hang out with the toxic family members. Do what you need to do during this time. Do nothing. I didn't do anything last year. I didn't do anything because my brother had just died. I just didn't have it in me. But I try and keep in my mind the real reason for the season and that might sound trite, and what everybody says, it's Jesus is the reason for the season, but, but it's true. If you don't think that anyone cares about you during Christmas, let me tell you that the Lord does care about you. The Lord Jesus cares for the forgotten and the downtrodden. The angels announced the Savior's birth to the shepherds. Now, the shepherds were outcasts. They were dirty, hungry, cold. They lived out there in the fields. They were not able to worship in the temple with the others. They did not get the right to vote. I've been to Bethlehem at the shepherd's field. I've seen the caves where the shepherds would sleep with their flock. It was pretty neat to imagine the angels announcing the news to a bunch of scared shepherds who thought that everybody had forgotten them, including the Lord. Jesus was born around a bunch of animals who ordinary yet godly parents, they were poor. The wise men thought the Messiah was going to be born in a palace. That's why they went to Herod's palace first. Jesus ministered to women to the poor, to the sick, all the forgotten and mistreated people in his day. He can minister to you as well this holiday and every day. He hasn't forgotten about you, friend. So I don't want to delay any further bringing on our musical guest. I'm hoping to have more musical guests on the show. All of my friends that I had planned on having on the show last year, I'm going to try and have them on this coming year if their schedules align with mine. <laughs> I am going to bring you some more music for you to enjoy. So we're going to feature the song Christmas with Jesus. It is a song inspired in the middle of grief from a loss of a loved one. The song is being aired around quite a number of radio stations, online and terrestrial, as well as featured on a few podcast shows and broadcasts. All glory to God in this co-writing project that spans from Oklahoma to North Carolina and Virginia. Divine Connection moment right there to share. So here is my conversation with April Metzler. 
Dan Kennedy and Thomas Arthur. All right. Please welcome to the show Dan Kennedy, April Metzler, and Thomas Arthur. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you. I uh, definitely am excited to feature the song Christmas with Jesus. And I thought it was better to have you guys come on and tell the story behind the song because it definitely creates more meaning to know how the song was created. Well, Dan is going to have to dive right into that one because he's the one that brought it to Thomas and I. Yeah. First, uh, let's um, have each of you tell the folks a little bit about yourself, where you're at, because you're all in different locations. Uh, Actually, Thomas and I are in the same house, but he's in another room. (laughs) And you're in where? I'm in front of the big computer, and he's in front of the little computer. (laughs) Which state of the country are you from? <laughs> I can tell I it's going to be fun. Yeah. I am yeah. country. I can't help it. I am country. So. Mm-hmm. so he's in North Carolina and Thomas lives in Virginia, right? I'm in Suffolk, Virginia, yes. A little town called Summerton. That's how we came up with the name Carolina Line. We're about five miles apart. Yeah, I'm over in Oklahoma, and it's um, more northeast Oklahoma, so I'm not near the panhandle, but I don't even know how God ordained us all to meet up, because I don't know these cats from Adam, so. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was a a God thing, for sure. Yeah. Those are the best kind. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Uh, My name is Dan Kennedy, and um, long story short, I've been playing music or singing music since I was a kid. Got started when I was about 10, 11 years old with my family and wasn't interested in music, didn't want to play music, had nothing involved in that, in music. And look at me now, God put me back in it. So Thomas, he grew, he's pretty much a professional. So he's the professional of the bunch. And April's the professional singer. I am Thomas Arthur. I'm from uh, Somerton, Virginia here. Uh, I've been playing music all my life. I was the little kid who always sang in the back of the car, drove my parents crazy up and down the road. I just could never, I mean, I could never imagine not having music to be important. I took started taking piano lessons when I was like seven or eight years old. I just begged my parents for, you know, to be playing an instrument to do something. I don't know why, but I just... I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I've always played something. I played piano for a while and I played guitar for a while because I was a teenager and that was way cooler and hard to take piano to the beach and try to impress people. So uh, I don't know, I stuck with it for a while. Um, Became a tax manager uh, for about 20 or 30 years and uh, got downsized out of that job. And I thought, you know what? I'll kind of go back to this music thing. This is my passion. And then, uh, started playing with uh, different types of bluegrass bands. I played in a gospel quartet. I sang tenor with a gospel quartet for a few Ooh. years here in Virginia. And uh, I actually met Dan at, uh, I was filling in with the, the quartet one night and Dan was at the uh, Gospel Music Association's uh, weekly concert. And uh, I, I met him that way and he uh, 
started pestering me. Let's start a group. Let's start a group. Let's start a group. I said, I don't know, Dan. I'm kind of, you know, playing with different things and all. But he kept after me and kept after me and kept after me. So finally, he started sending me songs. I said, well, let's work on a song. And uh, so that's what we did. We've done about eight or ten of them now. And this was just the, the latest one. It's Christmas with Jesus. He's been all year. He's been wanting to write a Christmas song. So uh, had that urge to do it. And uh, he'll have to tell you how it all came about but he he brought it over to the house and uh he had a melody line for it he was singing it and that's well, a it's a real pretty melody line i could hear it had some nice changes in it so we tried some different chords underneath the melody line and uh, came together as i remember in about 10 or 15 minutes it just we tried a couple of chords you like that no you like this yeah so we we went through it like that and kind of uh kept his melody line and tried to find the right chords to to lift it up and give the the feeling that at least I felt a song portrayed mm. to me. Uh, I've forgotten what the original question was, but uh, we're just that's how talking, I you know, a little bit about okay. yourselves and where you're from. And uh -huh. I think it's April's turn. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm from Oklahoma, and we uh, we got connected through a group within a group because I was over on this uh, record company's. Um, Facebook community group over in, in Nashville and Tennessee and then they started and branched off into their own interface for songwriters specifically and Dan and I met through that platform and I don't know how it even came to be I don't even remember like what it was like he reached out on a messenger or I reached out or something we engaged on there in their little social platform or something but um you know, he had said that he had some songs that he wanted to do a co-write on. So, and that's what that, that uh, platform was geared toward initially was um, figuring out how to get co-write collaborations going and, and really encourage um, the songwriting process. And so it's, it was a great intro, obviously, but you meet people from clear across the world in that platform and that's what ended up happening. But then we he sent over the the rough draft of the song and I was like okay well let's do this let's do this let's do this and then him and Thomas were like sitting down like he said within a very short amount of time they already had the music flowing and going and he had a rough vocal that like it wasn't even rough we could have went with that vocal and I'm not, not gonna like you know get his head big or anything like that but he is a very <laughs> talented singer and it it was beautiful you know originally and uh but they wanted me to do the female vocals so I jumped on there and did that and and the rest of its history and you've always always been a musician to grow up oh, with music yes yeah um my daddy used to um uh actually tour regionally in a country music band back in the day when they had the old dance halls and steakhouses that you could dance in and all that jazz so um he was on the touring circuit as it used to be known as um and I don't know if they even really do that nowadays, but um, not like they used to, that's for sure. Not with the pandemic, especially. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, this is like an 80s era, you know, 90s. and um, But now, uh, you know, he fast forward and he became, you know, praise and worship leader and preacher of a church and stuff before he passed away. But um, he, uh, he really did have a major influence on me from early on. I remember you know, putting on his wireless headset that he used on stage and running around singing, you know, on my little karaoke machine that he hooked it up to, you know, I mean, I was only maybe like four years old, but 
Um, my brothers used to hate that I would sing in the back of the car, Thomas. I mean, <laughs> like, can you get oh, yeah. her to shut up? <laughs> you guys might have been, you know, kindred spirits separated. Probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been writing music for 20 years, so I just uh, recently, only recently, went out public with it. So, um, but all of it's to honor God. So this was right up my alley. Yeah, my husband and I are our songwriters and musicians. I've sang since I was in kindergarten and took formal voice training in college and didn't start the piano till college. Tried to learn the guitar, couldn't get past the finger bleeding stage. <laughs> I'm very good at violin, so I gave that up. But uh, my husband plays the drums and play the piano. We've written a bunch of songs. Uh, haven't written a Christmas song. I, that's definitely on my list. I'm trying to come up with some some lyrics for that. We're always looking for for people to collaborate with because unfortunately here in Phoenix, this isn't Nashville. We keep joining up with these flakes that don't have any kind of work ethic or they don't practice. <laughs> they don't come prepared. <laughs> they don't show up. I, I, I mean, think that's the industry. I've heard them called everything now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flakes, you don't you hear that anymore? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm always glad to connect with other musicians and they have a blues song about my life story. I'm a abuse advocate. I'm a survivor. And so a lot of my music now is to promote awareness for that. I tell my story and I do covers of really inspiring music that help people to heal from abuse. I'm in the middle of recording an album right now. Little by little, I've got this brand new Roland Juno synthesizer I was playing with. <laughs> <laughs> playing with it I still don't know all the buttons but um I created some music yesterday and I was so excited hey I could put some timpani in here by myself I don't need a band oh I can put some I can put some wind chimes in and um, <laughs> my husband is really sick and we got two drum sets behind the camera here you can't see it he's got a custom kit he just hasn't had the strength to come in here and do the drum tracks. And so I'm <laughs> over here figuring out how to do it on the channel. <laughs> so I'm having fun creating things. Not only is Thomas a good musician, but he's a good producer. So Awesome. Uh, yes. My husband's trying to figure out how to mix and master, and he's, he's learning some things. Uh, Got to start yeah, somewhere. I've devoted the last year to getting started with that. <laughs> <laughs> It, was, uh, it's, it seemed like it was something that's going to be so easy. <laughs> Tell him to stick with it because it is just so much to learn when it comes to mixing and mastering music to make it, well, just to even start with mixing, to make everything work and play well together. A lot of times it's more of a subtractive game than an additive game for starters. You know, you want to you wanna find the instruments that are clashing and maybe you take out some mid-range in the piano to make room for the, for the guitar in there take a little bit of everything out of the instruments to make room for the vocals right there in that exactly. mid-range, upper mid-range. So yes, it's a, it yeah. is, it is, it is so challenging. And if you love a puzzle and you love a challenge, then mixing might be just for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, whole, he seems to enjoy it playing around it with it. Like, I had put mm-hmm. in some, some uh, legato strings in a song 
And then I layered some staccato strings on top of it. And it was mm -hmm. over, over a piano, a really nice piano track. And when Brian heard it, he's like, the staccato strings are just not going to work. They're just drowning out the, the beautiful piano. And so we got rid of the staccato string. So definitely get what you're, get what you're saying there. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. There's a place for everything, but it's 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 a real trick to it to to getting just a piece of an instrument that you need from that instrument. Like the staccato strings, I would usually go with just some upper mid range from them, and uh, let the let the fullness of the legato strings come through. That way, the staccato just kind of punches through when it needs to without covering up the whole bandwidth. There's a, there's a lot to it. You know what, Winkler? Thomas and I sing in the same quartet, 25 years apart. Oh, no is that, that's right. That's yeah. right. He did. He started them and I finished them. But actually, they're still, they're I still actually, singing. <laughs> I actually started the original quartet in 1984. And um, mm -hmm. they were called a different name then. They were called Glory Road. And uh, mm -hmm. and then I, I left in 94 and because of my job. And I really didn't want to do it anymore. And then unbelievable 25 almost 30 years later thomas is singing in the the quartet that was started by one of the original members that stayed and it, it pretty much stayed the same name the same core but it it changed to a different name and then when thomas left that quartet i went with the guy that was brought in as the bass and started another quartet we changed that name and now that quartet's still going. So that's, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. So, and then for me to meet Thomas, uh, you know, that night, and then I've been bugging him, and I still bug him. He did. He was bugging me, too. <laughs> <laughs> he is very persistent, but every, every endeavor needs a Dan. They need somebody that's going to just... How are you going to find somebody in Oklahoma to sing your song and go up there and get it in, in a studio? You know, that that's Dan. That's what Dan does. He makes all kinds of stuff happen. I sit in my room and I write music and, you know, we got samplers now so I can put in cello parts and I can put in all kinds of different parts. But, uh, you know, without somebody like Dan to, to kind of be the catalyst for actually reaching out to folks and making it happen you know it's this is i think of so many there's there's got to be a million really talented bands that never got heard because they just didn't have a somebody like dan kennedy somebody with that impetus that drive that just outwardness to go make things happen so yeah yeah a lot of it's leadership if you don't have somebody with the vision mm -hmm. and getting everybody on the same page of that vision and the stuff exactly this winkler it's unbelievable how this song happened anyway uh, actually, this song, the first two lines of this song was written 22 years ago. I see the Christmas trees around the world below with tiny lights like heaven stars reflecting on the snow. Mm. And it takes the death of a baby to get it going. Excuse me, I'm sorry. But no, no, you're <clears throat> fine. Anyway, the night that I found out that all this happened, actually, I 
my daughter let me know that the, the baby, she had lost her baby. And so I was actually at the doctor myself. And so <clears throat> I uh, went home and I got a little camouflage bag that I keep uh, songs in, some of the stuff I wrote and just, I don't know, 20 some years ago started it, you know, just started a line or two and never went back to it. But the night that this all happened, I go to that bag, I open that bag up and it's laying on top. That song's laying on top. Mm. And I'm going, wow, where'd that come from? I didn't do that. Yes, I did. It was, what, 1998? I went there. And so I pull it out and I go, wow. And it says Christmas with Jesus. And I said, hmm. So this was on like a Tuesday or so. I don't know what September the 8th was on. But anyway, I took it out and I just... It was like that baby had its hand on the pen. Mm. It just flowed. And then, then I get those two involved. And it's just unbelievable how this happened. All I can tell you is it's a God thing. Mm -hmm. it, it's, not, it's, it's not a Dan Kennedy. It's not a Thomas. It's not a April. It's God put his hand on us three. And just look where we're at, you know, from what we've done with this in the past month. I, I never thought this song would ever, you know, and then when April started singing with well, Thomas, you know, and I, we did the work mm -hmm. thing. And when, when Thomas started singing it, and even Thomas got moved. So, and then when April starts singing, the whole crowd got moved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I told Thomas, I said at the time, I said, you know, this song needs to be sung by a woman. Mm -hmm. And I said, even though a man could sing this song, it really doesn't have that touch that a woman has. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, God laid it on my heart to ask her, you know, and she heard, she heard Thomas singing this song. And so <clears throat> And then she put her touch on it and she sends it back to me. I couldn't talk for a couple hours. Aww. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's very touching. I'm sorry. I just, I know I do not apologize. Apart. This is why we're having you on the show is to really the power of the song and the story behind it and the emotion. But really, you know, the song really is 
after you know it's all got together and, and it really was originally written about the what a baby's point of view is to look in that's in heaven to look back and tell mommy and daddy and all the people you know what heaven really looks like like mm-hmm. the couple of lines in there from revelations uh, i think chapter seven aren't they thomas and then I, I, I can't definitely in Revelation. Right. Oh, yeah. The Crystal Sea. Yeah. And and then the line that April April added, uh, I think that's Matthew in there somewhere. Can you hear me? We've done quite a lot of reworking on that song to get it to, like, say the story that, man, we both, Thomas and I both heard his heart in everything that he was going through and enduring through with um everything that had happened and and I I know that we just all tried to do our best and put our best foot forward to really show that heart and show the love of God through that moment is um you know as mm. far as I mean I think that that's pretty well well said don't you, don't you agree guys I think so oh yeah 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 but uh our, the whole concept that we want to do is that it touches people's hearts. You know, that that if they have lost a loved one or whatever, and they know that they're saved and born again and, re- and they're ready to go to heaven, you know, a baby is unaccountable. It's unaccountable for, you know, for the things that has happened and whatever. But uh, it's, it's a ladder back to let people know what heaven really looks like and how glorious it is. Amen. That was my whole concept of the song was to, it's kind of a letter back to the people here on, on in this crazy world to let them know what they could look forward to. Am I right, Thomas? Especially after the last year or two, I think it, Ooh. you know, it, like you said, it transcends babies. I mean, there's been so much loss and so much, Mm-hmm. sadness in the last year or two and and this is kind of a, one of those songs uh where it's 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 sometimes so touching i guess or, or just there's a there can be a sadness there but there's also a hopefulness there and i think that god wants to remind us that this world is not all there is this old gospel song this world is not my home i'm just passing through and we get ourselves so wound up sometimes. And, you know, sometimes Christmas is about preparing for Christmas in, in some houses. You know, it's like, how much do we need to buy? We got to get cards for how many people do we get the cards for? It becomes such a, a task driven season that it's, it's nice to just stop and remember that God is on his throne and God is in control. And, uh, and this world is not all that there is it's barely a beginning of what it is and what we described of heaven in that song is two lines maybe three lines two verses out of revelation and that's only you know john in revelation is constantly saying it was like this it appeared like this because he can't describe it he's trying to put it into words that we might can appreciate and and what i get out of it is we have so much to look forward to and this world mm-hmm. is not our home this is not all there is this isn't even the surface of what it's going to be and and it's hard 
this this year has been such a hard year and, and the year two years now going on and and we all need that hope we need to stop you know rubbing against each other fighting with each other and realize that we are all one family we can all be brothers and sisters under christ through christ so that was the the message of the song that that i had that really kind of touched me you know i was looking just for this grandness this this something else that we have to look forward to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's say you april coming to you live from the car yeah (laughs) like you got to go out the car did she (laughs) <laughs> I got the heater on. It's cold out here, y'all. Um, oh, wow. No, I, uh, as far as, I just am so honored to be a part of this opportunity to co-write with these guys, um, to meet them. The introduction alone has, uh, you know, meant quite a lot to me. Um, to hear Jennifer's story, Dan's daughter is, is just so precious. All of the ways that she's honoring her daughter. Um, and I just, I just wouldn't know what this season would look like right now without this song for me personally, um, because shortly after we wrote this, this was, this is the first song that, uh, <laughs> golly, Dan, that emotional is supposed to get contagious over here in Oklahoma. Uh, no, uh, it's, it's the first song that my dad didn't actually get to hear. He passed away, um, at the end of October and unexpectedly. And so, That's um, terrible. I'm so, sorry. so in between the song that I wrote that I had no idea why I put grief in the second verse and then this song that is literally talking about ministering to the hearts that experience, you know, grieving of losing a loved one, um, my dad died. And so he heard this one, but he didn't hear this one. And so then I'm sitting here reconciling all of this, this Christmas season, going through all of the different lovely stages of grief that we all know, go up and down, backwards and forwards, trying to understand, trying to figure out why, you know, uh, go through anger, you go through, you know, all of the sadness and stuff that's tied to that. There's just so many, and you never know when they're going to hit you either, you know. Um, but this song really just ministered to my personal self, you know, even after the fact. And I am so grateful that I did the vocal singing and the production side of stuff here in Oklahoma with Lewis Drap here in Tulsa well, before I lost my dad, because I don't think that I could have sang this song if it wasn't that timing, you know, mm. the in-between timing, because this would have probably rocked my world. And I would have been like, dude, I would love to sing this song, but I just can't. <laughs> there are people that can sing when they cry. I'm not one of those. I cry about my singing. yeah but see i'm even tearing up right now and i actually did sing a song um and i don't even know it probably was a shamble um but i'm sure god gets the glory and all of it but i did sing a song at my dad's funeral to honor him but it was definitely not the song (laughs) i don't think i could sing this song (laughs) oh lord (laughs) but um but yeah so you know it it means more to me actually now than it did and not to discount any of the meaning behind this song, but, you know, there's just so much love seen through it. And, you know, peace and hope is what I sang the song with. And you can hear it in my voice, you know, especially in the second uh, verse, um, just trying to sing it, put myself in that position of being a child in heaven for the first time, 
you know, what joy there would be, what excitement, what overflow there would be to know that you were going to be with Jesus for the rest of your life. And there's none, no pain, no tears. It's all gone. And, and this is what you get, pure joy. And so that's really what, you know, but then tie it back to, but I got to tell mom and dad I love them, you know, which is what mm-hmm. it's the simplest mm-hmm. of verses or choruses, sorry, the simplest of lines. And why not? You know, we come to God as a, as a child, it says in scripture and the heart of a child. What does it look like, you know, to talk to someone back from heaven from the eyes of a child, you know, like just simple. It would be simple. Mom, dad, I love you. You know, yeah. that's all that, that would need to be said. It's okay. I love you. You know, mm-hmm. so. Diane, you can't tell me that God didn't send me that girl. Oh, I certainly can see that, that God did send her to you for a purpose. Yep. Yep. And hopefully we, Thomas and I talked about it and April talked about it. Hopefully sometime this summer, we're going to try to get out to Tulsa, Oklahoma and record uh, four or five, I guess East B, what do you want to call it, song with April, Thomas and I. So may even attempt some harmony. Oh my goodness. (laughs) All right. Good times. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll just we'll see just how well we do work together in person in a studio trying to kick <laughs> something out. <laughs> Remotely, mm-hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <that's> not hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Thomas harmonizes with me, so hey, look. I do, I'm... but it, that's usually tenor. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're used to tenor. I have to brush up on my baritone. I, I haven't done that. Yeah. Very much at real all. deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, a baritone under a, a female lead would be kind of high, yeah, high actually. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the Dan Tominsky role or something. So, yeah, singing. It, it's going to sound good regardless. Whatever we do, it'll be good because it's yeah, going to glorify absolutely. God. Absolutely. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Louis, exactly. no, no, but he might get involved. He can sing harmony too. I mean, I let's I do a full mm-hmm. part. <laughs> That's right. They have this um, software where you all can sing at the same time on a video. Like they make, they do choirs and they all sing a different part on the software and they all can do it at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, we're out here in the country. Dan came out here to see me in the middle of nowhere because I have a a speck, a scratch of of Wi-Fi connectivity, oh. of cellular tower connectivity, because okay. he doesn't have any at his cabin back down to Cotton Gin Road. So <laughs> I think that the problem with that kind of collaboration is you need a, a fairly robust signal. <laughs> Actually, I had to borrow my friend's phone so that I could put my iPad on a separate phone <laughs> from what my computer, he's running my computer off of my phone. So yeah, we're... Uh, we're really stretching the limits of the system out here. But no, that kind of software is wonderful. And this this actually worked out really well as far as being able to collaborate, not at the same time, but, you know, I kind of like having time to, to mash over ideas. And, and, you know, and especially we were kind of playing with the lyrics a little bit. And I'm sure April did, too. She just mentioned that she likes you know, to have that time to kind of work things through. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it it. It's 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 a good thing. I mean, a lot of goods come out of this last few years. I never knew what Zoom did or what it was. So. 
Yeah, April's got a new song that uh, we've kind of collaborated together with. So now if I can yeah. get her back, if I can get her back to work. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going through processing and family yeah. stuff and different things, and I keep on right. telling him I'm going to get on it. But yeah, he's that leader for sure. But it's uh, uh, we're working on one called "Standing in Your Light" is what we're looking at. So mm -hmm. um, we got a chord progression sort of figured out, and like just just going with the flow. I mean, we we he sent me the draft, and I did some restructuring, not too much, but you know, and uh, and then we're gonna see what it does we'll see <laughs> but Diana, it's all about standing Diana, in the light of god's love so i'm all about that kind of song <laughs> diana she's got it she's got it she's got it she's got yeah. it yeah. well y'all are always welcome to come out to phoenix and jam right. and record and do fun stuff and oh i'm and, sure my husband would love that he's from arizona so <laughs> oh really we're yeah. at um a little town that's outside of phoenix i would not have the slightest idea i feel oh, so okay. bad right now but he only lived there for uh, i think eight or nine years something like that just his childhood home but he lived in oklahoma for the majority of his life is arizona in america <laughs> yes yes dan <laughs> oh, okay. yes, it is dan. in its own time yes, it zone is. though it has its own time <laughs> yeah. zone uh, but New, New Mexico usually gets the brunt of those jokes. It's another country. Oh. No, New Mexico <laughs> is in the United States. Yeah. Do you know um, Rim Country area? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Payson. There's a Payson. Yeah. There is a, a a radio station that is playing Christmas with <laughs> Jesus. They just released it on their Christmas show yesterday, and it um, by K Rim FM ninety. Six three, I think, is their station on the dial, but they play Christmas with Jesus on their Christmas show. So, wow, yeah, Arden Edgel does the rock and revival radio show on there on their Sunday segment. So, <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> I might be able to get off the internet. I don't yeah. think we can hear Payson stuff, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, they have an online option. Yeah, like it's, I say, we. We we love to hang out with good musicians and collaborate when we get the opportunity. But um, music is so very powerful, and it can reach in places where yes other things cannot. When we're in pain, especially when I went through the the dark times when I was being abused, I wasn't on speaking terms with God. I was on the you know the proverbial couch with God. But I haven't moved out yet, right? But I always had the music. The music could always reach me. And God could always get my attention with the music. And so that's one of the healing balms that I use in, in my personal ministry. And it sounds like you guys agree with that. That music can, can heal and touch you in ways that other things cannot. For sure. It doesn't even have to have words sometimes. It just makes you yeah, and breaks you in, in one fell swoop of a chord progression. I mean, <laughs> you know, just take a look at David in the Bible, how soothing, you know, him playing the harp was, you know, to Solomon. And mm -hmm. so, Saul. yeah. Yep, to Saul. And, you know, and just look how soothing that is. You know, you know, I've never seen people fight when they're singing. 
unless they're singing something <laughs> like they're drunk or something but we won't go yeah, there my goodness that part well, i you told you teach... where my dad started his music career <laughs> well you can't you can't teach stupid either so that's, oh, that's okay. <laughs> but i mean i i grew up in the mountains of west virginia where bluegrass was you know we had bluegrass gospel and I didn't know that rock and roll existed till I was about 16 years old. Wow. And, well, that's yeah, prime and, time to introduce you to rock and roll though. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it right there. <laughs> yeah. Go down on a rebellion trail. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I mean, you know, from the time I was eight years old to the time I was 11, 12, 14 years old, it was nothing but bluegrass gospel. So, mm -hmm. and that's, that's like the song, the second or third song, I think the third song that I ever gave to Thomas that we started doing and that's on our Carolina line thing on reverb was a song that I was laying in bed, listening early one Easter morning, getting ready to get up and go to church. And I heard this guy preaching on how God walked out of it. So I put a song together called third day and mm -hmm. Thomas does a good job on it. So, yeah. yeah, that's a bluegrass song, straight up. Yes, yeah. we'll put some yeah. banjo on there and yep. be done with it. Yeah. Now, is uh, traveling shoes is that considered bluegrass or is that blues? Because I'm doing I'm doing my own version of that song, and I'm going to do it a blues style. But I've I've heard it done bluegrass style. Death came a knocking. I'm not familiar with it. Traveling shoes. Oh yeah. Let's see, Death Came a Knocking is, um, it's from the Civil War. It's really, really old. Mm. Yeah, I've heard that song, Death Came Knocking. That's that's a bluegrass song. Yeah, it is bluegrass. Okay, I wasn't sure. Well, you guys, oh. I'm actually going to be heading out for the evening. I appreciate oh. your guys' time. <laughs> I just wanted to give um, give space to share about this song. Um, I With everything that's going on, I know that this season, there's a lot of people in need, and I think we already reiterated that. Um, but for some reason or another, God has just prompted on, on my personal spirit to do what I can to get this out into the world. Um, and so that's what I've been doing. I've been reaching out to left, right, backwards, forwards, anybody, friend of a friend, whoever. And so um, my only request for anybody that's watching this and tunes into your podcast show uh, to catch the audio is please, please, please share this out because you never know. Um, songs like this minister to the heart in a time of need and mm -hmm. they have the potential to help someone along on their healing journey and um and maybe just take that extra endurance step that was needed a little bit of an extra push just off of a song that's three minutes and 14 seconds so um all it takes is you sharing it out and you never know how much of a blessing that that one moment one choice can be so i just encourage people to share this song out so absolutely we're gonna definitely share later share buddy here. buddy bye, bye buddy bye, bye april god bless <laughs> you and merry god christmas you yep merry christmas thank you so much and then there were two uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> april is now part of carolina line <laughs> oh really so, she's part of yeah. the club yeah she's part mm -hmm. of the club so uh so yeah tell the folks how they can connect with you guys and get their own copy of 
Christmas well, can, with Jesus. It's on Spotify. Christmas with Jesus is on Spotify. I think it's on Apple, iTunes, Deezer. It's on Reverb Nation. And, you know, like anything else, you can go on there, download it. And uh, I've had people uh, ask me about CDs. Well, I mean, the older people. And uh, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about that, but uh, maybe. But uh, right now they can download it um, from, from uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Reverb Nation, even uh, it's something on there called Deezer. I don't even know what that is, but, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can, I mean, you can, it's, it's playing. It's unbelievable what this song, how it's been played so far as, as, of, mm -hmm. five, as of five o'clock this evening. I get things uh, from, uh, it's called uh, Radio Airplay, and I get feedback from them. They give it to me once a week, and as of 5 o'clock this season, just that song itself been played 1,142 times. So mm. it's touching a lot of people, and uh, just, on, just on that platform, not counting Spotify and the other. So... Uh, and that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's about blessing somebody's heart. I know. Let me just throw this out real quick and I'll get out of here. Uh, this lady in Kentucky had evidently lost her son 10 years ago. And so she heard that song, Christmas with Jesus. So she put her son's picture on there uh, and then played that music beside of it. And so that's actually a blessing back to us. You know, uh, it, it, we're super glad that it blessed somebody's heart, that they thought enough of that song for it to bless them, their, their loss, loss of their son, that it, and that's a blessing back to Thomas and April and I, you know, that they thought enough of that to put it out there for that. So, but. Well, uh, I'm very glad to be part of getting this song out out there to my listeners and hopefully the listeners will share yes with their friends like april was saying yes but thanks okay. so much for coming on the show tonight taking the time out and it's really busy time and enjoyed listening to the story behind the music and meeting you guys and definitely keep in touch okay yes absolutely yes yes absolutely yes. if we're going to be in oklahoma phoenix is you know, only another couple of days the other way. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we we'll go ahead. You never know. We'll have a big old adventure crossing off your bucket list. You, you never know what God has in store. You never know. You just don't. You really you don't. Know. And this has taught me, if this has taught me anything, it's that you never know what God has in store. It's yeah. one thing to say God can do anything, but this just, you know, wow. It's so amazing when it happens. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So you all have a Merry Christmas to you and yours. Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you again for, for having us on. You're a sweetheart. And uh, thank you so much for, <laughs> you know, we're just two old country boys out here and trying to uplift the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yep. Amen. So nice to meet you. You guys have a great evening. Merry Christmas. Don't eat too much. <laughs> <laughs> I will have all the information where to find the song in the show notes for all you listeners. So without further ado, here's...
Here is the new Christmas song, Christmas with Jesus. Enjoy and Merry Christmas. I see the Christmas trees around the world below With tiny lights like heaven's stars reflecting on Thank you for listening to the Wounds of the Faithful podcast. If this episode has been helpful to you, please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. You can connect with us at dswministries.org, where you'll find our blog along with our Facebook, Twitter, and our YouTube channel links. Hope to see you next week.